0: Hi, I'm Valerie Steele, Director and Chief Curator of the Museum at FIT, the most fashionable museum in New York City. Welcome to our Fashion Culture podcast series, featuring lectures and conversations about fashion. If you like what you hear, please share your thoughts on social media using the hashtag #FashionCulture. Today, I will discuss a specific shade of pink known as Mexican pink, which, depending on time and place, has conveyed a variety of different meanings. Mexican and American fashion designers, illustrators, media, and even politicians have used the color to convey very specific ideas about Mexico, its people, and its arts. Similar to magenta, the shade known as Mexican pink emerged early in the 20th century. In the American fashion press, the first mentions of Mexican pink appeared in the 1930s in Vogue using the term as early as 1932. A decade later, Vogue noted that, quote, the pink pink beloved in the United States is practically a national anthem in Mexico, end quote, and further explained that rural fashions of Mexico became country wear in the United States. Meanwhile, in Mexican magazines, a similar shade was used in a radically different way. Illustrator Ernesto Garcia Cabral's covers for the lifestyle magazine Revista de Revistas often used pink in depictions of fashionable Mexican women. Slowly, a pattern developed where in the United States, Mexican pink symbolized traditional Mexico, folklore, and craftsmanship, while in Mexico, bright pink was used to express modernity. As the 20th century progressed, these two associations would increasingly intersect. After the Mexican Revolution during the 1920s, there was a need to redefine Mexico. Artists, writers, and designers found pride and inspiration in traditional arts and indigenous cultures. In their vision, Mexico could only progress by valuing its past. The government embraced this nationalistic impetus, and it became the center of multiple diplomatic efforts. Three illustrators played an important role in Mexico's fashion culture. Ernesto Garcia Cabral, Miguel Covarrubias, and Ramon Valdiosera. These three men served as connecting vessels between the Mexican academia and the general public. Covarrubias and Valdiosera actively participated in diplomatic projects with the goal of reshaping perceptions about Mexico. And as Garcia Cabral had done in the 1920s, they used Mexican pink to advance these notions. The Buenos had fascinated Mexicans and foreigners alike for a really long time. For artists and intellectuals, their traditional dress referenced the nationalist project of modern Mexico. But in Tehuantepec society, women were politically and economically empowered. Therefore, these women and their costumes were the embodiment of both tradition and modernity. Mexican illustrator Miguel Covarrubias wrote an article about Teguanas that appeared in Vogue in 1942. He described them as, quote, fanatics about fashion, sensitive, inventive, and completely close-conscious, end quote. His illustrations included Tijuana women surrounded by, by pink backgrounds and wearing dresses with pink elements in them. Two other pieces in this issue of Vogue describe the fashionability of the Tijuana costume. In one article, Rosa Covarrubias, the wife of Miguel, appears dressed in such a costume. The other article explains that a few chic women wear them at home in Mexico, end quote. One of these fashionable women was Frida Kahlo. Kahlo's persona would become a fashion inspiration itself, as in the pink cover of the book Frida Kahlo, Fashion as the Art of Being, that focused on how the artist has been an inspiration for multiple fashion editorials. Frida Kahlo's good friend, Miguel Covarrubias, who lived in New York for many years, and he worked for publications that include Vogue, Harper's Bazaar, and Vanity Fair, where the famous... Impossible Interviews were featured during the 1930s. Covarrubias helped disseminate the, an understanding of Mexico's indigenous societies, and his illustrations greatly influenced how the country was perceived in the United States. He also invited personalities like Nelson Rockefeller and Helena Rubenstein to Mexico and organized parties for them where he served traditional food and invited local um, artists and intellectuals. And in 1940, Covarrubias was the modern art curator for the exhibition 20 Centuries of Mexican Art, presented by the Museum of Modern Art in collaboration with the Mexican government. Mexicans wanted to showcase their country's cultural production, its traditional past, but also its modern present. The exhibition catalog was designed and printed in Mexico with a sleek and modern bright pink book jacket. Shortly after the exhibition opened, WWD wrote a piece emphasizing that the most practical inspiration for fashion designers could be found in the color combinations in contemporary paintings, such as, quote, the harmonizing purplish rose tone of The Lovers by artist Abraham Angel. This was a kind of coverage that the Mexican cultural diplomats were seeking, one that underlined contemporary Mexican art. However, MoMA correctly predicted that it was a folk art section that that would become the most popular section of the exhibition. The museum collaborated with Macy's for a sale of products called Mexico in Manhattan, and WWD described the fashion sold at Macy's as taking inspiration from Mexican, quote, primitive prints and colors, end quote. Again, from an American perspective, Bright colors spoke to traditional Mexico, while Mexicans were using bright pink to express their country's modern aspirations. Another illustrator who worked closely with the Mexican government to reshape perceptions about Mexico was Ramón Valdiocera. During the 1930s and 40s, Valdiocera traveled through Mexico sketching traditional uh, costumes. In 1948, he transitioned to fashion, Launching his first collection with the vision of making, quote, fashioned with a Mexican essence, made with Mexican materials and with the mind and heart in Mexico, end quote. According to Valdiocera's own account, it was during this trip that the term Mexican pink was used by a journalist when discussing his designs. And a piece by Virginia Pope for the New York Times described it as, quote, startling in color and unusual in design, end quote. From 1949 on, Mexican pink became a signature color in Valdiocera's collections, as well as in his contracted work, such as the uniforms he designed for Mexicana Airlines. And when Valdiocera died in 2017, he was described at Vogue Mexico as the father of Mexican pink. Concurrently, American-born designer Lila Bath focused on Mexican identity and used pink in her designs. Bath moved to Mexico in 1943 to work on the department store Salinas y Rocha as a buyer. In September of 1947, the store launched an initiative called Feria Mexicana, where they sold mostly uh, Mexican-produced objects. This was the most successful retail month in the firm's history. Lila Bath benefited from this experience in two ways. On the one hand, she realized there was a market for Mexican products within Mexico, but also she established contact with local artisans and vendors with whom she later collaborated in her own line. Bath presented her first fashion collection at a trade fair in Chicago in 1948, tapping the American market with a collection that drew on Mexican traditional textiles. Her American background is underlined as central to her business practices. And I would argue was also central to the way in which she understood Mexican style. Bath was frequently mentioned in WWD during the 1950s and 60s, as her style was considered representative of Mexican fashion. And Lila Bath had multiple uh, boutiques throughout Mexico, in places like Acapulco and Taxco, and also in Mexico City's most fashionable neighborhood that was called Zona Rosa, which translates to Pink Zone. At the turn of the century, the neighborhood had been the location of mansions for the Mexican aristocracy, and after the revolution, these mansions slowly became boutiques, art galleries, and restaurants. There are multiple versions on the origin of the name Zona Rosa. According to author Vicente Leñero, it was christened by a retailer who thought the area too artless for red and too frivolous for white. Artist José Luis Cuevas, for his part, claimed that he named the neighborhood, and that in the United States, Vogue asserted that it was named for its pink buildings. Zona Rosa was a center for Mexico's intellectual and fashion elites, and it was also publicized as the ideal location for foreign tourists. The neighborhood contained all that Mexicans wanted to consume and were happy to showcase to international visitors. The New York Times described it as a quote, bustling Greenwich Village-like quarter, end quote. And during the 1968 Olympics, many international visitors shopped and dined in Zona Rosa because it was within walking distance from one of the official hotels. When Mexico was selected to host the 1968 Olympics, Mexicans saw it as proof that modernity and their revolutionary promises were finally coming to fruition. In stark contrast, expectations abroad were low and Mexico was described as a country in a state of basic development. For that reason, the Olympic Committee, led by architect Pedro Ramirez Vázquez, meticulously orchestrated an identity for the event and for the city. The organizers were fully aware that Mexicans wanted to project a modern face, while international audiences enjoyed Mexican folklore. These were going to be the first Olympics that were broadcast in colors, and the palette was paramount. Ramirez Vázquez and fellow architect Eduardo Terrazas were inspired by Mexican traditional craft. They experimented with thread and mimic craft techniques in order to create an Olympic logo that emulated both traditional ritual crafts and op art. Their final design for the logo featured a wavy pattern of lines that radiated from the title Mexico 68. The Olympic identity employed Mexico's quote, traditional color scheme, end quote, and Mexican pink would play a central role. For the arrival of the Olympic torch at UNAM Stadium during the opening ceremony of the games, the pavement was painted in radiating pink and orange patterns, and the long stairs that led to the sleek cauldron were flanked by pink stripes. The Camino Real Hotel that was built for the games featured Mexican pink as part of its original design, and the color assigned to the first subway line in the city to open originally in time for the Olympics but delayed, was also pink. In every situation, pink was used to create a link between ancient Mexico and its modern incarnation. The uniforms for the Olympic volunteers were color-coded. Pink was assigned to the volunteers in charge of chaperoning the most prominent guests, the members of the International Olympic Committee. They wore A-line mini dresses, as well as capes, pants, and hats, all printed in this radiating design. And while the garments designed for the volunteers served a practical purpose, they were also fashionable, reminiscent of the futuristic designs of André Courreges and Pierre Cardin. By 1968, Mexican pink was officially acknowledged in Mexico as a color to be used to communicate national identity. In the following decades, it was included in the country's tourism board logo, and in 2015, it became the official color of Mexico City, when the city was rebranded from Federal District, to CDMX, and just as government officials founded Mexican pink, a shortcut for communicating ideas about Mexico's exoticism and modernity, contemporary fashion designers have used the color to express their individual interpretations of what constitutes Mexicanity. As Ramón Valdiosera had done, uh, and L- Laila had done in the past. Designer Carla Fernandez created a collection in spring 2017 that honored the indigenous costumes through the color pink. The designer worked with a group of artisans to dye a series of garments with cochineal, historically one of the main exports of colonial Mexico. Fernández used the Japanese shibori folding technique on a wool tunic dyed with cochineal and embroidered it with a poem by pre-Columbian Emperor Nezahualcóyotl. And I could not miss this opportunity to create a connection between the work of Carla Fernández and that of Luis Barragan through this 1942 Vogue piece. The article elaborated on a new line of Helena Rubenstein cosmetics and explained that the colors were inspired by the paintings of Mexican artist Chucho Reyes Reyes was not only admired by Helena Rubinstein, but also by the great architect Luis Barragan. The use of pink by Barragan is another frequent reference in fashion. He, as an architect, drew elements from Mexico's vernacular architecture to create modern buildings that were both austere and luxurious. His cuadra San Cristóbal, a private resident that has prominent pink walls, has inspired fashion designers and has served as backdrop for numerous fashion editorials designed Albert Krimler not only admired Barragan's color, but he also expressed admiration for for his modernity. So what are the multiple ways in which other current Mexican fashion designers use pink? There is the brand Pink Magnolia that used this name because they thought it would be appealing to international audiences and also referring to a color that identified Mexico. In their spring 2017 collection called Fiesta, the designers pointed at the joyful connotation of Mexican pink. For nearly a 100 years, Mexican pink has been used in fashion and other cultural expressions to convey Mexico as a land of exoticism, leisure, and currency. Julia y Renata, whose work is minimalist, and focuses on construction, used pink to hone pleading. Sanchez Kane, whose work regularly questions notions of national and personal identity, designed pink menswear in her 2018 Men Without Fear collection. And Ricardo Seco used Mexican pink to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the 1968 Olympics, but also to comment on racial tensions in the United States. To conclude, in 1968, Author Carlos Fuentes declared that in Mexico, the great, quote, cultural farce has consisted in disguising the past and presenting it clad in the bright colors of folklore, end quote. While his assertion originated from a critical view of post-revolutionary Mexican nationalism, he underestimated the immediacy of pink in communicating the productive tension between Mexico's traditional past and forward-looking present, as embodied in pink illustrations Neighborhoods and fashions. Mexicans have found in Pink a nimble ally to reframe their history through a vernacular vocabulary, one that supports and galvanizes their modern aspirations. Thank you.